Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Privates. If you like this podcast, you should check out a new comedy podcast called Shame on You. It's hosted by two very naughty, very single gay guys who are on a journey to zero shame through extreme vulnerability. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. This raw journey of self-exploration includes interviews with their ex-boyfriends, fuck buddies, one-night stands, their moms, and more. The show has grown from 200 listeners a week to over 10,000 in just four months, so you better get on board. New episodes air Thursday on all players. And if you're in NYC, they're doing a live show August 24th and 9.30 p.m. at the Green Room 42. So check it out. But first, Private Parts Unknown. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we're taking you to New York. New York, baby. New York City. The big orange, right? Apple. I thought it would be funny if I said <laughs> orange. <laughs> but you really fucking bought it. I was like, she doesn't know. I got to yeah, educate she, her. You looked so alarmed. You're like, oh, God. I'm going to have to break it to her. It's not the big orange. So we went to New York. We had a few people that we wanted to interview. And today's guest... Was like a, a delicious, happy cherry on top of that delicious. I New know York we cake. felt so lucky, didn't we? Yeah, we bumped into him at one of my shows. As you know, I'm the world's preeminent <laughs> stand-up comedian. Um, we were on the same show, and this guy went up and he was like, starts telling jokes about having dated a trans person. And Courtney and I tightened up and looked at each other. We were like, Oh no, is this going to be Where some transphobic going? bullshit? Yeah. Nope. Turned out to be totally not what we expected. Really sex positive. Did some great jokes about uh, being, being polyamorous. A, being polyamorous. Having his heart broken. Yeah, sex parties. So we were like, we got to talk hits. to this guy, right? Yeah, we were like, we got to have him on a podcast. Turned out he was none other than podcaster Billy, Billy Presida of the Man Whore Podcast. You guys, he gave me a business card with the Man Whore Podcast on it. My jaw dropped. We were like, oh, shit, this is perfect. Come on over tomorrow yeah. to Dumbo. Let's record. And he did. And we had such a fun time with him. He's not the guy that when you look at, you're like, oh, for sure. That guy is like a, like a, a sex party freak <laughs> guy. You're just looking at him. You're like, ah, oh, he's like a New Yorker. You're like, I can imagine him like yelling at someone in front of a taxi cab. But you do not imagine him being such a fucking. Organizing gangbangs. Yes. That's He's not... the guy with an Excel spreadsheet. Honestly, when it's time for my gangbang, I'm going to call Billy. And I like that you said when and not if. That's no, something I respect when. about you and future you. <laughs> also, just a little tidbit for you guys listening at home. Picture Sophia and I. We were sharing earbuds. Each of us had one. And we were going around because we like to research our guests. We want to show up for you guys on the podcast. 
And we were doing our research before Billy's interview, walking around Dumbo with sharing these headphones. It was so cute. It was adorable. Um, we almost hugged in the middle of the street. What? But then Courtney was like hugging. I became so far. I was like, what? <laughs> and then she was like, Sophia, give me back the earpod. <laughs> this has officially crossed this, the line of comfort. This story's crossed over into fiction. Okay. That's true. The first part was. But 100%. We are 100% true. cute and we did 100% share earbuds. Okay. So, you guys, we told you we were going to bring you uh, masculinity in a super feminist country. But we had some serious men talking about their abortions. We eps. thought, let's give the men just a second. You know, let's do a little sex positive. We got some fun stuff in the can from New York. Let's treat everybody. You get a sex party. You get a sex party. Gang bang for you. Gang Gang bang bang for you. Guys, this is your reward for being right in there with us on these reproductive rights episodes. We hope you enjoy your little treat. Billy Priscilla. This episode is brought to you in part by Kokanoo. Have better sex naturally. Silky, gentle kokanoo enhances sex in a totally natural way. Isn't that right, Sophia? Oh, hell yeah. I've been using the water-based formula and mm, mama likes. I've been sliding from my house all the way to Bone Town. That's right. Slippery slope thanks to kokanoo. Kokanoo's coconut oil-based formula is USDA certified organic. It's made from organic oils and coconut water. Kokanoo lets you follow your bliss wherever it takes you. I love that. And uh, would you say that you're Cokes for Kokanoo? I'm Cokes for Kokanoo. So <laughs> if you guys want to be Cokes for Kokanoo or whatever your name is, use promo code PRIVATE for 15% off your order at Kokanoo.com. You guys are going to love it. Seriously, we've been coming all over the place here. And Kokanoo has been a blessing upon our houses. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you to the Kokanoo brand. And if you guys want to join us in Bone Town, use promo code PRIVATE for 15% off your order at Kokanoo.com. You guys, we are in New York and we are so stoked to be talking to Billy Presida, host of the Man Whore Podcast. A sex positive quest for love. Welcome, Billy. Hey, everybody. Hey, nice to have you. Yeah, nice to commiserate with both of you about my ex. It was great. Uh, (laughs) That made me feel so uh, seen. (laughs) So the backstory on how we hooked up with Billy is actually he was... Don't say hooked up with Billy. Don't get get my hopes up like that. That's not fair. Because Billy actually hooks up quite a lot, and we don't want to give people the wrong idea. This this podcast ends in a threesome. Yeah, just... (laughs) If only, right? Guys, Uh, this is a... This is how actually every episode of ours ends. I don't know if you knew that, that the guests are required to bang us at the end. Yeah. You're just targeted for group sex. Yeah. Um, But we saw you perform last night and. uh, Yeah. Me and Billy were on the same show. mm -hmm. And we, you did some Which means that there was a very wide range of talent. Yeah. Oh, come on. (laughs) Shut up. It's a compliment for you. I know. I'm like, don't burn yourself at my fucking expense. I don't like that. You were hilarious. You were hilarious. And you did some material about your ex and kind of your lifestyle. So we were like, oh, this is 
perfect. Like, like, we are very intrigued about all of this. We want to talk to Billy again. So tell us about your journey. What came first, the whoring or the podcast? Or uh, <laughs> uh, the, the whoring almost. I legit, I've, I've da- almost been paid for sex twice. And uh, uh, What? You're yeah. a man. Right. It's 2019, bitch. We can do anything. Uh, <laughs> gonna come in and take like the, the one industry that y'all have a stranglehold on. Uh, yeah, no, I had uh, two opportunities for sex work. One that I turned down and one where, uh, one I turned down because of the price and one because I thought I was in love. And, uh, and obviously the latter one didn't work out and I immediately emailed this guy back and be like, dude, dude, can we talk still? And he no, was he was gone. It. He was gone. He was over it. They yeah. just want to chase something they can't have, Billy. Yeah. And then the, and the, <laughs> being uh, putting that pussy on a pedestal, or in this yeah. case, that penis on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first one, we just couldn't, you know, we were a couple thousand dollars off on the price. So sadly. That oh, didn't work damn. Out. You go high. But I think we should have Billy actually tell our listeners like everything that you identify as and tell people what that means. Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't identify as like a ton of crazy things. I'm a, I'm a non-monogamous person. That means I'm not monogamous. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so um, there's that. I identify as a guy, I guess. That's still up in the air, I think, uh, because gender seems to be a construct and that's all changing, which means I don't know how I exist in this man soup. I'm figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I identify as a comedian, first and foremost. <laughs> what about uh, sexuality-wise? Yeah. Uh, I'm straight. Okay. Oh, you Unfortunately, are? it would be so much more exciting if I wasn't, but... Yeah, I think I think if you were bi, group sex is like, then it's like a paradise, right? A bit more. I mean, you just got a lot more. I mean, look, there. I could get a blowjob every night in New York City if I was into <laughs> dudes. <laughs> Because it's just it's just so populated. This isn't even uh, talking about my looks in any particular way. It's just if you are in New York City and you want to suck dick or get your dick sucked by a fellow dude, uh, you can have that happen very easily. Right now, um, all of our listeners are like packing their bags. Yeah, yeah like, everyone download Grinder and get on over here. <laughs> gotta get my dick sucked. <laughs> yeah, if you like dudes sucking your dick, you will. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's easy here. A lot of our listeners like that. This, this is <laughs> gonna change a lot of people's summer plans. Yeah. But, so no. So I'm straight, but like, I mean, look, everyone's got a price, so it just hasn't happened. Sure. Gotcha. But no. But you also do. F- creative, sexually adventurous things, right? Yeah. Tell our listeners about that. Uh, I don't know. I organized three gangbangs in January. What? <laughs> so how do you organize a gangbang? Uh, <laughs> Seems like a lot of planning. <laughs> it was. Well, I did the first one for a friend of mine who I don't, I don't even fuck her. Uh, we're just friends in the same like sex positive world or whatever. And uh, I knew she wanted a gangbang and she knew that I could put things together. So I threw her one. Uh, I, Do you like being the go-to man for gangbang set up, setting up? I like the idea that I am the guy to go to for that, but I don't like actually being gone to for that for <laughs> sure. free. Uh, sure. It's a lot of work. So I did it for her. It was like a birthday gangbang for her. So I did that. That's the name of my first album. A birthday gangbang? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I put, so I advertised for it on Reddit. Because when Craigslist went down due to Sesta Fosta, call your senators. Uh, when Craigslist went down, you, I think a lot of that type of posting went to Reddit, which is a great place if you want to do fun, interesting sex or whatever. So I put it on an ad, went through like 100 dick pics, found the dicks that we're going to use, uh, had a fun gangbang. I put a success story out, right? I say, hey, remember that, that ad? 
where you all thought this was fake. Here, it happened. It was real. It was great. And then all the dudes are commenting under. They're like, yeah, no, it's totally real. It's so strange. She was also a chick. That's a surprise. Uh, it was great. Then I had women, and I've still had women reaching out to me. They're like, oh, my God, that's my fantasy, too. Can you make it happen for me? And then you did two more of those? We did two. Yeah, I had three reach out. We ended up doing two. And then, uh, and then since then, when people reach out, I've said, I need compensation. It, yeah. A fancy fulfillment fee, if you will, because it's a lot of fucking work and a lot of dick pics to sift through. I love, so yeah, let's talk about that. I love that you cast by dick pics. It's not just well, like, not by dick is pic. it dick and face? Well, it, it depends on the gangbang. Each woman's got a different fancy for oh, herself. So they tell you what they're interested in gangbang wise. Like, of course. I need the dicks to be... Yeah, it's yeah. not my okay. gangbang. I'm not the one getting fucked. So it's 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 her fan. Look, gangbangs are not my fantasy. I'm just I know that if I am open to being around other dicks, I increase my likelihood of getting my dick sucked by a woman. Because there's, there's the one on one ads, and then there's threesome ads with another guy, and then there's three then there's you know big group ads. I learned that in college. It was mm. just simple dick economics. It's like you <laughs> dickonomics. <laughs> yeah, if you dickonomics. Will. So. I uh, know. I ask each woman what she wants, and I try to find the dudes for her. Um, two of them were blindfolded, so the looks in the face didn't matter. It was really more about like, what's Whoa. the? Whoa! How do you how do you fuck well when you're blindfolded? No, it's about getting fucked. Yeah, I mean that's. Oh, I the think... girls were blindfolded. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! But how funny would it be if the dudes were blindfolded? <laughs> I know. I was like just trying to find like, orifices. Pin the like, cock on the pussy. I know. Somewhere. It seemed like like a like a bridal shower game or something. <laughs> Oh gosh, but I think I have a friend. Cordy, guess who I'm not asking to organize my gangbang? <laughs> you. I'm a You're pitch like, th- everyone's blindfolded. Actually, they're in different rooms. <laughs> We're like, do you know what a gangbang is? Dudes start accidentally fucking each other because they're not too sure. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. I'm going to pitch that idea one day. See you if can I can have make it. that it's happen. Free. Yeah, it's called gangbang or. Or <laughs> not. Knows? Or not. Unlike Let's jokes, fantasies, you can steal them. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No there's, there's, you're not considered the Carlos Men- Mency of gangbangs. Oh, gosh. But yeah, so the two of them were blindfolded. And so it's more about dick size, like the dick size that they wanted and the game script, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And also just what's the general vibe of these dudes. Um, I, I put that, I put guys when we're recruiting for a lot of people, like I put them through a pretty rigorous process. Because like I'm a big believer of if you can't follow instructions and in like respond to an mm-hmm. ad, I can't trust you to follow instructions in bed. In bed when it matters, when consent's involved, all that jazz. So you know, smart. I, yeah, I put them through things. What's what's the things? What do you put them through? Uh, whatever information I need. So and that depends on what the woman wants. But like whatever information I need, the picture that I ask for, and I also made all of them uh, send a screenshot of them subscribed to my podcast. Oh, I love it. I bumped up to number three in the sexuality section the day I put that ad out um, because like I had like hundreds of dudes subscribing on the same day. Um, I highly recommend, by the way. That's amazing. We're going to organize some group sex. Yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) I didn't know this was like a valuable marketing opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, quick question. Do they have to get tested? Uh, I'm a big believer of one, everybody lies and we're using condoms. So gotcha. Like that, even if someone had something, the condom is effectively preventing against that. So you're just like, I'm taking it on your word that you get tested. Yes. And no, I don't even honestly, I just don't bother asking. Um, because, because I'm using a condom, it doesn't 
matter. Like a lot of people think it does, but it doesn't. What the condom doesn't protect against, the gang tested for isn't going to matter anyway because these are, whether it's uh, HPV or herpes, like a majority of the population has it anyway. Sure. Or is immune or something. Um, yeah. yeah um, testing for things like, say, HSV are pretty unreliable unless it's a skin culture, in which case we already know, right, the answer. Uh, so it just seems like impractical. It just seems like not useful information. And if someone did have chlamydia, there have they have a condom on like that's so we're already protected against that and i also just don't trust people anyway like i just like i don't pull the condom in my one-on-one sex until like i know someone very well and we like someone i trust not to lie to me and i trust to use condoms outside of our situation um so like i know it's an important question to ask especially like let's say one-on-one when you're doing all sorts of stuff but we're doing a gangbang where cocks are only going into pussies What's it's a pretty dope way to get chlamydia anyways. Well, like, <laughs> I have a question, though. Um, when the women um, had the fantasies and were like, okay, I want to be blindfolded, um, for dick size, were they like size queens? Or did they not want dicks that were too big? One of them wanted bigger dicks. Okay. And I tried to advise her against, because again, it's like we're dealing with a lot. It's great if you want a big dick, but if you want multiple big dicks over and over for like an hour, hour and a half, like you might find that's a bit painful. Mm. Um, so one of them had like a minimum of six inches. Uh, because I told her six inches because I'm six inches. So I want to at least make the cut. Then, <laughs> but I had uh, a different chick who like the birthday girl, like she wanted the maximum of six inches. Uh, which I requested oh. for because I see it's self-interest. Uh, yeah, so so most of them wanted a manageable. The two of them wanted a manageable size because, like, they were going to have multiple dudes. I think yeah, one of them. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, probably. Yeah, you want to go for like that the small to seven inch range. I think. Like, I don't think you want to deal with a. It's it can be fun to have a novelty big cock, uh, which we did. My buddy John, you know, he came in with monster. You know, fucking schlong came in. But other than <laughs> shout him, out to John. Yeah, shout out to Big Dick John. But otherwise, <laughs> you know, everyone else was pretty manageable, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And it, how it, many men were involved each time? Birthday girl, I think it was a total of eight, but one of them was a, my my chick friend with a strap on. Um, That's still a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, another one was, I think we ended up with like, I think, and then again, eight. And then the other one, we she wanted to, her goal was she wanted to see how many she could do. So I booked like, I think 30 dudes, but so many didn't show up. We ended up with like, I think around 15-ish. Did she go through all of them? Every, yeah, everyone who came in who could fuck her, fucked her. And some fucked her twice. Wow. Damn. Okay, yeah. this has been good intel for our next birthday I gotta say with the size thing, the dudes love this because like, again, I'm telling guys to be honest, like I'm, cause I'm not telling them what the dick size that is requested is Uh. because I don't want anyone lying to get into a range. So some dudes would go like, uh, I'm six and a half inches. I'd be like, Oh, you're just too big. He's like, no, no, I'm really five and a half. I just wanted to, I thought she maybe want bigger. I was like, now I can't trust you. You're out. Mm. And then other guys would be like, um, Oh, I'm seven inches. I'm sorry, dude, you're too big for this. And they'd be like, Moi. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of really made a lot of dudes, even the dudes who didn't get picked, it made a lot of dudes days to know that their dick, which is already a little above average, was like too big. 
Yeah. Inflated a lot of egos on Reddit. Yeah. yeah, guys, just be honest about your dick size. Yeah, you lesson. never know what they want. Yeah, don't assume <laughs> people want huge dicks. Honesty is the best policy. Okay, so you organize this stuff like just on your own, but you also do, I keep hearing on your podcast, Hacienda, and I think you mentioned it last night. So can you tell me about some of the clubs and it sounds like that's what that is, right? It's a sex positive intentional community, which is what the website would say. Uh, it's it, it started off as just a sex party and then is now grown Hacienda into just a really cool community of people. Um, a lot of them are some kind of poly or non-monogamous. Um, a good chunk of them are some kind of kinky. So they do the play parties, but now they also do a lot of like education workshops or social events where it's not a play party, but people who go to play parties are at it. And uh, it's just a lot of fellow like-minded people. And I started going there in 2014 and just right off the gate, it was the right type of party I wanted to be involved in. And I just kept going. So I actually don't go to a lot of sex parties. Like I just go to this sex party. Um, like I don't try all the different ones. Cause mm. I'm like, I think this is the flavor of party I like. Like I'm, I'm the type of guy where like when I find the pizza place I like, that's the pizza place 100%. I go to. I sure. don't go to a bunch of pizza. I'm not a pizza slut. Like I just go to this one. <laughs> a man whore, but not a pizza slut. Exactly. You know, I've got integrity there. So similar with the sex party. So I really enjoy Hacienda. Um, I enjoy it because it's, it does, the play parties feel like a house party. Mm. So like you could go, you could just like talk to people or flirt, or you could meet someone and go home. You cannot do anything sexual and still have a good time. Um, which is important for me because I don't perform well in high pressure, you know, situations. Um, so you wind up meeting partners there? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I've hooked up with people there that like I didn't know before. Um, sometimes I bring like a newer partner there and sometimes I just go and hang out because like I have friends there. And so for me, gotcha. it's like an opportunity to go hang out with my friends that I don't always get to see. That's cool. So was that the first one that you explored? Hacienda was that first or did you try a bunch before you found it? And what was kind of your entry into uh, the world, the, the poly community? Uh, the, the, that was the first bona fide sex party I'd been to. Uh, I'd been to some like naked party once where it was like not supposed to be an orgy, but like kind of, of course, devolved into one, um, but it was very small. And I'd been to a lot of group sex things, but never like a play party. It was always like a gangbang, a bukkake, something where there's a lot of dudes and like one or two women. Um, so I started going to those and towards the tail end of college, uh, I went to, here, to NYU here in New York City. So just Craigslist was abound with ads. And I applied to, when I did that economics, I was, I started applying also to the like MF for MM ads or the MF for M ads. Just, I'm like, look, I don't care what you need me for. I just want to be involved. <laughs> I will figure out a way to come at some point. I just want to be of use here. Can I lick something? Can I touch something? Can I get you water? I love I'm that. game. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, if any couples out there just need a water boy, like, yeah, sure. Why not? Sounds fun. So I, I applied to one Bukaki like after I graduated and I went and then ended up not being one. I was a little mad because it was then just like this dude and his chick and neither of them were attractive. Oh, no. Which for me, I need to either be attracted to you or need to be attracted to the scene. And uh, since he didn't share pictures, I was attracted to the scene. And when I got there, I was not attracted to her, but I was in a scene. And I was like, this is like a weird threesome that I'm trying to make not threesome. Uh, but, but he kept inviting me to actual bukkakis afterwards. And then I just behaved myself, I guess. And then he kept inviting me to more. And then he would be like, 
you're funny, you're nice, you're young, don't you don't have to pay. Oh, nice. He started they can be expensive, right? Well, the bukakis originally were just these like free ones, but then he started charging and then he never told me. So the first time he like said, uh, we're gonna go around the room, you're gonna introduce yourself, and then I'm gonna collect your fee. And then in my head, I'm like, whoa, is this did I just get bait and switched? Like, I'm not, I'm 22, I don't have $30 to throw down for this blowjob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least not a blowjob that's split, you know, nine ways. Uh, but he comes around to me and then he's just like, I introduced myself. I was like, and Billy, you already uh, took care of that. I was like, okay. He just sure. really wanted you to be there. Well, he's also bi and I just, I was convinced yeah. for years that he was trying to get me, but it was fine. He, you know, he was respectful of me. Uh, so, so he just kept inviting me to more of those. Eventually he had a birthday orgy, uh, that was being hosted at Hacienda so it wasn't a Hacienda party, but he was hosting it at there. So I got the email for it and I ended up waking up sick that day and couldn't go. But that got me on the email list mm. or like years and years ago before they kind of got more strict with their, their policies or whatever. So, yeah. And then I just started going to their parties and behaving myself at those parties. And they're like, if you're a dude, especially if you're a single dude, it's just like, go to things, be friendly, don't rape anyone. You'll probably get invited back. Oh, my God. That's like a tip for life. Yeah, don't rape people. Uh, be nice. Don't rape people. That's it. All the doors will open for you. Just like the I mean, if you're God a white intended. man. Yeah. yeah. That's, mm-hmm. And also, largely, if you do rape, you most likely still will be fine. Sorry. Sadly. It's a sad story. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, I that's how I started going the Hacienda. It was just, you know, answer to Craigslist ad one day, behaved myself, and eventually got invited to play parties. And obviously, when you go to play parties, then you meet other people, and they throw their own little mini ones, or they throw bigger ones at other venues, and you get invited to those. And so there are others I've been to, but I, I don't frequent too much. This episode is brought to you in part by Clona Willie. And the brand new Clona Pussy Plus. Like the original Clona Willy kit, the new addition to their DIY molding line comes with everything you need to create a custom masturbation sex toy at your house. What? It's the first of its kind. The Clona Pussy Plus allows anyone, anyone, me, Sophia, you guys at home, to cast an exact replica of a vulva in silicone and attach it to the included masturbation sleeve. Can you say best present ever? Like next time your man goes out of town or your woman, you can literally be like, take my pussy, take my dick with you. What a romantic way to say, I'll always be with you even when I'm not with you. I love it. And the company standards are super high. They have 100% body safe materials. The directions are so easy to follow that even Soph and I can do it. We're pretty dumb, you guys know that. Yeah, not good at directions over here. You guys, this is a super high quality final product. It's one of a kind. It's totally unique to the industry. And like Sophia said, it makes the perfect gift. I mean, come on. What a fun thing to do with your partner, right? Yep. And because we love you so much, we created a custom promo code for our listeners, private Use it for 20% off your own custom penis or vagina. That's promo code private for 20% off at clonawilly.com. So you mentioned on your podcast that you went to boarding school and then uh, also that you have a little bit of a contentious relationship with your family. And it just made me wonder, I don't know, what it was like growing up and if you think that had any impact on... Your sex life. I mean, 100%. I Women weren't an option for me until I got to college, really. 
Uh, I I think I'd made out with like six women by the time I graduated because uh, girls didn't like me. I was very socially awkward, uh, arguably still am, but like I was super weird. I had no self-esteem, no sense of self-worth, no self-love, like Aww. just hated myself, hated my, I got bullied and teased from the age of like five till 17. I, it was relentless. I, I was on a red flag list after Columbine what? because I got bullied, not because I was violent, just because no, I was were bullied like, that much. Snap. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly that. They'd be like, that's the level of bullying I got. I'm so sorry. That's fucked up. It's all right. You didn't do it. Uh, you, but uh, yeah, it was it was not great. And so women just weren't even a thing I was thinking about other than I would have a lot of crushes I would write poems to. But I never was like, oh, I'm going to fuck Athena. I would be like, no, I really just want to hold hands and like kiss Athena. Aww. And I would write poems. And then it'd be like, oh, my God, it's a really sweet poem. But no, thank you. But this is very good writing. And I'd be like. <laughs> Should apply yourself. My, ju- my program maybe I don't know. My I, junior year, I got a poem published in the um in the school paper, and like the girl who was written about her friend came up to me at breakfast, and she's like, "Billy, your poem took my breath away." Uh, and I was like, "So is Kayla like interested?" And she's like, "Oh no, it's not gonna happen." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> bye." I also wrote poetry in high school. Yeah, I, we put it probably would have been friends. <laughs> oh, I actually found like an old uh, letter, like some crush of mine wrote me, or some poem she wrote me in a way to like shut me down. Almost, it was weird. Uh, so yeah, I, when I got to college, I kind of came into myself and found myself, and I was at school with a lot of gay men. So I all of a sudden became like a commodity, and um, I started like having the sex, and it was fun. Amazing. And then I was like, oh, like I am like maybe desirable and maybe attractive. And then kind of all spiraled from there once I found Craigslist. How did you find out that you are non-monogamous? I kind of always knew. I mean, not always like since I was a kid, but just I remember when I was a freshman in college, I had a girlfriend and we went to go see the movie Definitely Maybe starring the wonderful Ryan Reynolds. And we actually almost broke up after the movie. (laughs) Because, so in the movie, did you, y'all see that? No. Okay, so just in the movie, it's just uh, Ryan Reynolds t- telling his daughter, Abigail Breslin, uh, how he met his, the mother, but we don't know. He's like, I'm going to tell you, and there's three different characters. You don't know which one's your mom, and we don't know which one's the mom either uh, the whole time. And through it, he's like kind of, his love for these women overlaps um, or maybe never ends at all, but his interactions with them kind of tend to overlap a little bit. Not all of it's necessarily cheating, just like, oh, and and so I left the movie being like, wow, like if you can be in love with more than one person, I wonder if you can be in love with more than one person at the same time, because you can be in love with more than one person over the course of your life. I think a lot of people Uh agree with that. And then I'm just like, well, then why can't those times overlap? I'd also seen a very, very small news blurb in the back of the New York Post my freshman year where like the word polyamory was in there. And... I kind of just, it was like, you know, maybe like 150 words. It wasn't long. And I remember reading it going like, huh, interesting. And it was like in the back of my head. And But then going forward, I'd always explain to women like, oh, I, uh, I don't know. My love works weird. Like I don't have to take away from one tank to fill a different one. Like everyone has individual ones. Like love's not a finite resource. Uh, this is all before I had read The Ethical Slut and like got the terminology or any of that stuff. So I just explained it the best I could. But So I'd always had the inklings that monogamy or at least strict traditional monogamy wasn't going to be for me. I just didn't know other people lived that way. So like when you would tell your girlfriends that, 
would they be like, oh, so we can explore with other people? Or they were just like, okay, I don't get it. So I'd only had uh, one girlfriend. Um, I had the one when I was 18 and then not another one until long into the podcast. And I actually started the podcast because I did have this problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. Oh. And I wanted to know why, because like I wanted a girlfriend, but none of these women wanted to be my girlfriend. They were just like, no, come over, do the thing with your tongue, and then leave. Uh, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but so with, with Orissa, like that, with freshman year, you know, we got into a fight in the cab because she like freaked out. She thought that was my way of saying I want to open up the relationship. And she was like having a breakdown. I was like, no, 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 I'm not proposing that. I'm just like, I'm saying, like, it's making me think interesting things, that my, you know, existential thoughts. And uh, so that was a fight. We almost broke up in a cab in Boston. And uh, but since then, yeah, I would tell women that, and they would think it's interesting. And but I think that may or may not have been one of the reasons why women made me maybe didn't take me seriously. Maybe I wasn't boyfriend material because like, oh, well, he's not monogamous, which means he's not serious. And that's such a misconception I hate because people will say, oh, so you're not monogamous. So like, but what happens when you want to get serious with someone? I'm like. I get serious with something. Non-monogamous doesn't mean not serious. Mm -hmm. Poly especially doesn't mean not serious because poly is specifically a branch of non-monogamy that involves like having multiple romantic relationships or knowing that you have the capacity for multiple romantic relationships. Do you want kids? Maybe I I can't. I'm just working on supporting myself right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I feel you that. know, I'm not. I'm not the type. Of, I'm not like. No, I don't want kids. I'm like. I I don't even think about it until I have me taken care of. Um, so a, for the foreseeable future, you're like, yeah, polyamory seems like it would work for I me. I mean, you can have kids and be polyamorous too. Oh, 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent But some people just decide when they hit that point, like, oh it makes it more complicated or whatever. So I'm going to shut it down. Sure. I, I know I have, um, I have listeners who like talk to me about this a bit and you know, they'll be like, it's not that they're not poly or not, not monogamous. It's they don't have time mm -hmm. to act on exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but it's not that they've shut it down. They've like, un it's not even officially. A lot of times they'll just be like, we don't have time. And then all of a sudden they find a Thursday night. We're like, Hey, um, I got this Tinder match and I've got one free Thursday night. I'm going to go take it to go on this date. Uh, but that might be their only like non-monogamous occurrence for six months, not because they've agreed not to, just because they can't. And mm -hmm. that's just because they have new responsibilities. So we were just in Helsinki, Finland. Fun. Um, it was super fun. And one of the, uh, we interviewed a bunch of people while we were there. And one of the biggest takeaways was it's so feminist over there. It's like insanely feminist on kind of a level we couldn't really understand. They don't want men to pay for dates. They're like, bitch, put your money away. <laughs> they don't, you know, they're very, the women are very independent and it's had some kind of interesting, uh, consequences. I don't know if consequences, but growing pains for masculinity. Um, I just thought you might have kind of an interesting take on masculinity. Your last relationship was with someone gender fluid and you just seem like I don't know an evolved modern man oh uh, yeah I'm such a cuck oh yeah <laughs> king of the cucks that's what that's what I'm aiming for I want to be the top beta um that's part of why like I'm still trying to learn more about gender and identity and whatnot so I can understand how maybe I'm not a fan of like identify what makes you feel better I'm just like identify what's right uh like I'm very Aristotle of me it's like no we classify things so I don't know if I'm misclassified because I don't buy if gender ha comes with these gender norms I don't fit into them so then maybe I shouldn't identify as a man but 
um, if we're trying to break down these gender norms and the concept of gender queer or gender non-conforming or non-binary, all those seem like they're at odds with the concept of like getting rid of gender norms, which I think is part of feminism. So I'm still trying to learn about that and, and figure it out. But I'm not I'm not like manly man. I love football, but I also like know how to knit. Um, Mm-hmm. Like, I heard you mention that you were like, I am a feminist, but like, I don't want to put it in my I've just, uh, profile I've, because I've yeah. never said I'm a feminist. And I just always am very specific with that um, because it comes with a lot of baggage and people yell at you. Yeah. Unpack wrong. that because it's oh. interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got, it gets me yelled at sometimes. Uh, people get like angry to be like, how dare you not identify as a feminist? I'd be like, if you, you thought I was doing it right, like you called me a feminist, then I must be doing something right. So maybe don't focus on like what I call myself. Just focus on what I'm doing. But why is the term dangerous? Uh, I don't think it's dangerous, but I do think it can come with baggage. Because if if you're a guy and you are going around saying you're a feminist and then you make a mistake, and I'm not saying like rape level mistake because like that's not a mistake. Um, but if you like slip up with something, whether it's verbiage or you, you're ignorant on a thing, or maybe you just like fucked up because, hey, we're humans who err. Uh, usually they'll go to like, Oh, look at that fake feminist. He's white knighting. He uses feminism to get laid. I get criticized with that one a lot. They're like, oh, you're just doing this because you want pussy. I'll be like, uh, if only, right? If only men everywhere were faking feminism to get laid, what a better world that would be. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck why they're doing it. Let's just start there. Uh, end a few things. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, let's take that for now. It's a good starting point. Um, so I just don't like that. Uh, and so I'm just like... I'd rather just do my thing and act on what I believe in. I don't like, I don't want to put myself in the team. Um, because I think if you're also, if you're a feminist, like what does even that mean? That means so many different things, to different people. You got turfs who don't think that, you know, trans people count as women and, but they still call themselves feminists. You got people who are like, women do whatever you want with your body, except sex work. That's gross and ugly. Like, mm-hmm. so what does feminism even mean to people? Some literally think, uh, you got the lesbian isolationists who are like, you know, we're this, we want to go to an Island and get rid of the men. Like what does feminism mean to you? So if I say I'm a feminist, I don't think that conveys enough information. So I think that when you speak to me for five minutes, you have an idea where I stand. And I think that's more powerful and more important than me you know, having a, a pin on personally. I feel like it's, it's interesting because, um, feminism is one of those things where we all know that the definition is pretty simple and it's just like, yep, it's equal rights, you know, but if only that was the working definition also, because you can look it up in the dictionary and it says that, but that is not how people treat that, that what that word yeah. stands yeah. for. And I think that makes it really thorny because then whether you identify yourself as a feminist or you don't, you almost can't win. Cause if you do identify yourself as a feminist, there are all these other things that are negative that come with it that you're like, okay, well I do think trans women are women and you know, all of these other th- things. I think that's why people now are like, I'm an intersectional feminist because that alleviates some of the negative concerns. Yeah, because yeah. then you got the white, yeah, you got white feminism, which doesn't call itself white feminism, but everyone else calls it white feminism. So right. I, I mean, look, if I had to uh, align myself with more of a branch, it'd probably it'd be the intersectional feminism. But also, again, it's like 
That's still, you can still, I think, I, was, I talked to Daniel Sloss one time uh, on the podcast and he said he hates that he's going to lose on the, on he's going to die on the losing side because the right, they don't care how right you are. They just care that you're there. They're like, do you love guns? Yeah, great. Do you hate the big government? Great. Do you like black people? Yes. Ooh, well, fine. It's okay. We can work with you. Come on over. But on the left, you're like never left enough. And so we're always fucking sub- like it just it fractions all. It, it, there's always a sub faction of a sub faction, um, and so I think I'm gonna get criticized no matter how I identify. So I'd rather just like act on my core beliefs and do the best I can. And I just don't feel comfortable calling myself a word that's just gonna get me. That's gonna get thrown right back at me. Sure, yeah. I I get it. Well, I think you're you're repping the the feminist stance pretty well, whether you call yourself that yeah. or, or not. So we appreciate you and thank you so much. For yeah. Amazing. Coming on. And yeah, I loved your material last night. Everyone should look him up. Yeah. This dude is seriously funny. His standup was great. And uh, yeah, I don't think you'll hear a lot of people talking about getting their heart broken by a genderqueer person <laughs> and still trying to rep hard for their pronouns. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tiring. Uh, but thank you. That's a very kind compliment from the two of you. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow me, like I'm on Twitter at the Billy Presida. That's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. I am newly on Instagram again. Welcome. I got, I got, I got <laughs> Let's this. See those thirst traps, baby. I try, Well, that's what got me. I think what got me disabled the first time I, I got disabled from Instagram uh, for thirst trapping too hard? I think so, because it was like... Just I, ass I got, shots? I got taken for... I've put some ass shots. Uh, I knew it. My my biggest... My, look, I got over 200 likes on a picture of my butt at a nude resort, and that was, my, yeah. that was my most successful uh, gram, but I'm on there now as uh, Billy is Prasita. But most importantly, uh, go check out my show, The Man Whore Podcast. 100%. Um, yeah, you can find it anywhere you listen to the podcast that is in SoundCloud. Um, I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. But I also talk to like porn stars and sex educators and queer performers. Super fun time. Sounds great. And I'll say for the both of us, we would be honored if you would plan our next gangbang. <laughs> our first and only gangbang. I know. Gang I know. When are y'all we... non-monogamous? No. No, but guess what? Now that we know that a gangbang is a possibility and you could get a planner, I don't know. We might cross yeah, over. Yeah, we're going to think about it. Sure. Give give the hubby the email. I'll uh, I'll, I'll work it out with him. <laughs> Thank I you, mean, Billy. Like, I only want one thing for my birthday. Like 17 other dicks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that counts as one thing, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I love you, Max. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I love that gangbanger so much. What a sweetheart. Please hit him up if you want him to schedule your gangbang. Ooh. You guys, truly, we would be honored if we could help facilitate a gangbang in the Private Parts Unknown universe. We would be delighted. Please, tell us how it goes. Give me tips for my gangbang. All gangbangs need to go through us. We're the commissioners of gangbangs moving forward. Gangbang middleman. <laughs> That's so sad. It's just like, have a gangbang already. Jesus. Well, this is step one. Yeah. Having Billy on was step one. We hope you guys liked our interview. We had such a fun time chatting with him. Definitely check out the Man Horror podcast. And coming up next, oh my God, Sophia, who do we have? We have... A delight, a super hilarious comedian named Wendy Starling, uh, who we love so much, who will give you an inside view and probably change your mind on uh, what you think being a sugar baby is all about. I fucking love that.
you got to tune in for it. She's the best. The best, smartest, funniest, awesomest. We Coolest love you, Wendy. hang. Wendy, when you're back in LA, please hang out with us. We're kind of desperate. desperate. <laughs> hey, Sophia, what's that bomb-ass music? I'm glad you asked. This music is by our dope friend, Amy Roche. Find her on Spotify, R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We We love you, Mike. Let us know if you guys like the singing. Probably not. Don't, because I think we know you don't. (laughs) We can hear ourselves. If you like the show and you're feeling generous, make sure you leave us those five stars on iTunes. It helps other people find us. It makes us feel really, really good. And uh, send us a screenshot of your review and we will send you a cool private parts unknown button. And for a limited time, an abortion is normal button. Two buttons, price of one review. Sweet deal. And if you didn't like us, honestly, cunnilingus me. Cunnilingus me is my favorite thing I've ever heard. We're going to maybe make cunnilingus me buttons. (laughs) Okay. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.